0: Coming up on the Rami LaVie podcast, we're only three games into the NBA Finals. But is it already over? I tell you why I think so and what we've seen so far in these Finals. Plus, we talked about some other storylines in the NBA as we get ready for what's going to be another wild NBA offseason. And football is coming back slowly. Training camps are here. All that fun stuff and a whole lot more. Some career stuff right off the top, actually, this time.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. One
0: of the things I talk about on this podcast a lot is the stigma against mental health. I think, unfortunately, there has been a stigma, but we're slowly breaking it. And if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or maybe you just want to talk to someone, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience there's a broad range of expertise and better helps plus therapist network that may not be available in your area you just fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in another 48 hours plus you can exchange unlimited text messages and everything you share is completely confidential so i talk about on this podcast how your mindset towards things changes everything one of the things that i learned in therapy was that join the two million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Rami. That's my first name. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com R-A-M-I, my first name, Rami. If you use that link, the link is in the description in the podcast notes. If you use that link, you'll get 10% off and it'll also help me out. So please do that. I'm telling you it's worth it. Do it today. Welcome back to the Rami V podcast, episode 154 of the Rami V podcast. And last night, or I guess now it's, it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday already. Crazy week. And I want to talk about that because it's so interesting. When I do this podcast, one of the things I've learned actually, um, listening to Craig Carton, um, is that when you have your life, everything in your life should try and become part of your content. That's... You know how you make things interesting, you want to sound relatable, you want to talk about um, things that happened in your daily life, it becomes part of the show. And for me, especially with what I do, and it's been happening more often since I moved here, and especially within the last couple weeks, I started doing more work on WFAN with Keith McPherson, um, doing more work at MLB Network, and being more public about my work and trying to post as much as I can. Um, and if you don't follow me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, obviously TikTok also at Rami Lavie at the Rami Lavie podcast on all those platforms. Um, you know, people start to reach out to me and it's been one of the most rewarding things, and I've talked about this on the podcast, having younger people specifically, which now like I'm young. like I met a couple people in the industry uh, recently and I, I was talking to Keith McPherson's agent. I was talking to Keith himself. And the first thing they say to me is like, whoa, you're young. <laughs> like, And um, it's funny to hear that because at the same time, and it's so interesting that I started the podcast like this. Usually I save this type of talk for the end of the podcast, but I'm um, doing a little bit more of a freestyle. And it's going to be this way for a while because think about it. NBA, what do we have? I think, and we'll talk about this in a minute, we only have two games left. Like that's that's it. The NBA is over. The season's over. And football's starting off, but the Jets are off for the next six weeks. Uh, and we'll talk about that later in the episode, there's not a lot going on in the sports world that I have the liberty to speak about. So talking about my career and talking about the different things that I'm doing and what's going on in my life is going to be a lot of the podcast coming up. So I hope you like that. And what I was about to say was I have people reaching out to me and it's one of the most rewarding things. I said younger people, younger than I am, um, reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, we want to be in the industry. We want to be someone who, like you, we want to get to where you're going. How do you get your foot in the door? And I've had people who are both just average people on Twitter and, and you know, people who listen. People don't even listen to me, but listen to the fan and and have seen my name out there. And they're just trying to find someone accessible. I know exactly where they were because I was there. I'm still kind of there you know, where I'm reaching out, DMing, texting people that are accessible. You're trying to find people that seem the most accessible. So, as they see someone who doesn't have 10,000 followers, doesn't have a blue check, um, that seems more attainable, this person will probably answer me. And the reality is a lot of the people you reach out to and now seeing it from the other side can't really help you. But I always say, I want to talk to anyone. I want to leave the blueprint for the next people. Um, But what's been so cool in hearing everyone reach out to me is, part of how i can leave the blueprint for the next person to follow this to try and chase this particular goal and if this goal that i'm chasing is not your thing you know go whatever it is i think what i'm doing applies to everyone's life in some matter someone has everyone has a passion of some sort Um, even if it's not particularly sports or talking or anything like that and when people reach out to me, I always say, Well, you know, you can refer to my podcast because my podcast, I always try and talk about my goals. I always try and talk about my career. So there's gonna be a lot of that on the coming episodes. And apparently there's an appetite for that because there's all these people who wanna hear from me, who wanna talk to me. Um, and that's so cool and rewarding. I don't see it I see it as a responsibility. That's how I see it. I honestly I always say like my best thing I can do is pay it forward because there have been so many people who have been so kind to me and have helped me so much. So I try and I try and pay it forward. That's my number one thing, and I think that um, that also, you know, it it doesn't start when you've made it, quote unquote. I don't think I've made it. I don't think I'm anything special yet. Um, I'm still working, but the work to pay it forward to pay it back doesn't start once you've made it. It starts now, so that once you do get to that point where God knows what that means, quote unquote, made it. Um, at that point, you're you already in that. You're already giving back to people. You're already trying to open doors for people to follow. Um, I'm not a believer that there's a pie. And if I have my piece of the pie, then someone else is losing out. And if someone else gets theirs and I help someone else get somewhere, then I'm going to lose out. I'm not like that. There are people in my career who I've reached out to for advice who have been like that, who you reach out to them and they're like... Yeah. Hey, get off my property. You know, this is my this is my territory. I conquered this. I did this. I worked hard to get here. And now you're trying to come and rain. You're you're trying to come and get on the air or get these followers. You're going to take it from me. I worked hard for this. Don't try and piggyback. Don't try and ride my coattails. You can't come in here and start working with me or start helping me. And then other people like Keith, who's been awesome, just like and I, I don't know if he's listening to this. He's probably not like he has his own life. He has his kid. He has tons of sports to watch. He, has, he listens to the fan a lot. He has his show on the fan, which is for hours. I'm sure he listens back to his show multiple times. I doubt he's listening to this. I'm not doing this so for him to hear this. He's been one of those guys, though, who brought me into his life, who wasn't like, hey, you're just some kid and you're trying to make it and you're trying to, you know, you're going to ride my... That's, he's like, hey, no, we're in this. We're We're boys together. He opened his show last night talking about a text thread that we had back and forth about last night's Mets game which was wild and I can't talk about. But like there were so many things that you know he's done and he's shown me in the last just in the last week and a half of how I would love to be, how I'd want to be, what my goal would be to be like to be someone who isn't looking at this as a competition but just hey there's you know you can help me and I can help you and we're in this together and we're trying to accomplish our goals together. It's so cool. Um we'll talk about that more later in the episode. Because as of now, there still is. I said that it's almost done. But for now, we still we still have football. Um, or basketball, I should say. We don't have football yet. And oh, I can't wait for football. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we had game three on Wednesday night. That's how I started the episode. I said last night. It wasn't last night. It was Wednesday night. Tonight's Well, tonight, yeah, today. Tonight, it's 5 o'clock on a Friday um Friday afternoon, getting ready for the weekend. It's and it's awesome. This weekend is going to be awesome. I'm excited. The Yankees are playing the Red Sox. I'm not even excited about that. I can't talk about that. Um, but just we have NBA finals tonight. Um, I'll probably catch up, watch it on Saturday night or something, as you know. Um uh I'm an Orthodox Jew and I am not gonna watch the game tonight. But um, also uh, on Sunday I'm working, and then Monday and Tuesday, really, so not even the weekend. I'm just so excited for the upcoming events. I have an event with WFAN and the Mets on Monday, and then I'm going to the Subway Series with Keith on Tuesday. Um, I'm just fired up. Keith actually invited me to the Yankee game, Yankees-Red Sox tonight at the stadium, but unfortunately, like I said, I can't go tonight, Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, and we have game four of the finals tonight, so let's talk about game three a little bit before we get to game four. What happened in game three between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat? Um, and the way I saw it and I watched the game twice because when I, during the game, I was actually at WFAN, I was working remote for, um, for MLB network. And then I was doing some work and we'll talk about that day because that day was awesome. Those are the days I talk about this on the podcast. I just love, um, but I was, uh, doing some work for WFAN for Keith. And I was also working for MLB at the same time. So I was very busy and very distracted and I had the TV up in front of me. Uh, watching the game but I couldn't really follow the sound was off and it was just it it was not happening for me so I got home at like two o'clock in the morning and started watching the game again a second time so I watched the game twice and what I saw and maybe people saw it different I saw a dominant performance start to finish I didn't see anything um, that was you know ups and downs and the peaks and valleys and all that stuff I saw dominance from the get-go for the Denver Nuggets, and people will tell you, well, it was tied after the first quarter. So how could you say that it was dominant the entire way through? Well, here's the thing. It was tied after one, but Denver hadn't hit a three yet. They hadn't attempted a free throw, and they turned the ball over four times. Whereas Miami, on the other side, played a perfect first quarter, and still it was only tied at twenty-four. Miami hit more threes. They had more free throw attempts and hit them. They didn't have a single turnover. And the game was tied at 24. Where Denver has this relatively awful first quarter. Everything goes right for Miami. Jimmy Butler has 10 points in the first quarter and it's tied. That's not a positive sign for Miami. I'll tell you that much. And it continued pretty much that way the rest of the way. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, and this will be controversial because of how it happened at the end, but they each had 30 point triple doubles uh, the first time teammates did that. Like, it's crazy. And it was so easy for them, both guys. It didn't feel like they were forcing shots, forcing stats. I talked about this on last episode with Nikola Jokic. Everything he does is so easy. Miami tried to go back into their zone, it stopped working. They tried to double Jokic again and run. Miami was trying things. You could see the whole game. Miami was trying things. Almost from the get-go, you could tell Miami was trying things. And we talked about this in game two. We talked about this in game seven against Boston. Miami's gonna come out of the gate at the beginning of the games trying things. They're not gonna wait for, you know, things to start going poorly or things to not be going their way to try new things. They try things from the start of the game, right? From jump. But in this game, nothing they were doing could really slow down the Nuggets. The Nuggets in the first quarter had some self-inflicted wounds, didn't play their best ball. But this was a game that was completely, completely controlled and dominated start to finish by the greatest player in the NBA today, Nikola Jokic. Because at one point, I think he had 30, 40 minutes, 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. Somebody's like, that stat line just looks perfect. And it was. The guy is perfect because there were so many different plays. They tried to blitz him. They tried to put him in the pick and roll on the defensive end. They tried to do so many different things to deter him, and nothing mattered. Nothing stopped him. I said he's going to adjust. There's no way it's going to be two games in a row where he's going to look the way he looked. By the way, scored 40 points. The stat line was fine in game two, but you could tell he wasn't controlling the game the way he does, the way he did in game one. He wants to control the game not by shooting the basketball. And this game, it was just everything. And even when Miami started to cut it a little bit, they went on a run. Jokic just knocks down another three. Like there was nothing anyone can do to stop this man. The only thing was, I wish I had a parlay. I wish he had one more assist. The hook was ten and a half. He had ten. My parlay. I'm gonna try and pull it up because this was. And I know for every bad beat, there's like um. There's a win on the other side. I'll have like a crazy win that I don't deserve. Um, Let me see what I got here. Uh, All right. So it was plus 1,800 for Kevin Love to hit two threes, Jamal Murray to have more than 24 points, Bam on a bio to have 10 rebounds, and Jokic to have 11 assists. And he ended with 10. And I lost the bet. Everything else hit. I mean, that's a bad beat. That That's what they talk about when they talk about bad beats. But that's why you don't bet these crazy parlays. I bet them because they're fun. That's kind of like pay-per-view when you're watching a game. Um, you put this parlay together so that it, the game becomes way more enjoyable, right? You're sitting there. And like I said, I couldn't really keep track of everything as I was sitting there um but you're trying to keep track of the parlays and it just gives something more interesting like uh i did bet the over which was 213 it didn't hit also and so like i was sitting there waiting for i'm like come on come on score more points it just gives you something to root for and that's at that point is already a blowout right um so it's fun and look the denver role players in this game because the main point that i wanted to make was how incredible Jokic was right Jokic, like i said you didn't have 11 assists If that's the only flaw that he didn't have 11 assists and my parlay didn't hit, I mean, it's special. It's special what this guy is doing right now. And I love that everyone's seeing it, but it also infuriates me that everyone's seeing it. Because all these people who for the last four years, for the last three years, really since the bubble, didn't realize how special this guy was and didn't vote for him for the MVP because they didn't watch him. Mark Jackson should be banned from attending basketball games and definitely not calling basketball for the next two years because he didn't vote. He didn't even have Jokic on his ballot in the top five. And now for him to come back and come on the radio or the TV, whatever, during the broadcast and talk about how amazing he is, it's a joke. It's so disingenuine. Kendrick Perkins saying we don't talk about him enough when you said two months ago you're a racist if you vote for him for the MVP are you kidding me so everyone hopping on the bandwagon now sure fun great but the Jokic truthers we don't want you here right (laughs) we've been here the whole time we've been with this guy the whole time we've been riding with him the whole time so Jokic in this game um, again he has the triple double the Denver role players I started saying they did nothing like They haven't been good this entire playoffs, and it doesn't matter because... Well, not that the playoffs have been great. This entire game, other than Christian Brown, but guys who they've been relying on, and Aaron Gordon, and MPJ, and uh, KCP, and all these guys who have been so good throughout these playoffs, had a particularly bad game in Game 3, and it didn't matter. And maybe it was just because they weren't you know, getting the opportunity. It was such a two-man game with Jokic and Murray, and it was just working to perfection every time. They didn't need anything else. But with all that, Denver's role players being down, Miami had five more made threes, or I think, sorry, they had six more made threes in the game than Denver did, which is always a good indicator who's going to win, and Miami's so heavily reliant on the three. We talked about that after game two. They had 10 less turnovers, turned the ball over 10 less times than Denver, and they lost by 15. So you could say that the Miami team, the Heat, outplayed Denver, arguably, in this game. Should have won this game. And it's just two players, two generational players, who on their own were like, yeah, we don't really need to play that great. We don't need to play our best game. We're just going to dominate no matter what. And just with the two of us playing our game, we're going to dominate. And what does that tell you for the rest of the series? This is what I said after game two. Everything had to fall perfectly for a game-winning shot to rim out by Jamal, or a game-tying shot by get Jamal Murray to rim out. For Miami to just get a game in this series. Miami's not winning another game in this series. It's just not happening. And you could talk about everything that might happen tonight, and game four, and preview it, and it's fun. But like I said at the beginning, we're getting two more finals games, and that's it. Now the guy who everyone talks about going into next year... And so funny how we do this. We did it with Tatum last year. We did a little bit with Andrew Wiggins at the end. We did it with Booker a couple weeks ago. Now we did it with Jimmy Butler, by the way, throughout these playoffs, and we'll talk about him in a second. Now we're doing it with Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's the guy. Jamal Murray, he's going to be the guy who, in all the sports talk shows, previewing next year's NBA season, all off season, all the talking heads, is Jamal Murray a top 10 player in the NBA. That's coming up next on ESPN. Is he a top 10 player in the NBA? No. Somebody... I, I don't know where I saw this. Like, should we start talking about Jamal Murray as a superstar? Is he a legitimate superstar? Really? That's the conversation we're having now? Like, like this stuff matters. And what is it? Because he had an incredible finals game. And he's been on a tear. This guy is... So good, and we talked about this before the playoffs started, at least on this platform, that he's going to be a major key to whatever they plan on doing in the playoffs because he's so good, because you need him. We knew he needed to be great for this team. We saw what they looked like when they missed him so much without him when he was down with the injury in the playoffs versus what they looked like with him in the playoffs. Yeah, the team obviously needed him. So anyone who's watched his team knew what a huge role he would have to play. But now all of a sudden, he's top 10. And the conversation around Jimmy Butler, I don't know, it's been awfully quiet lately. He hasn't been getting to the free throw line as much. We talked about him. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know. But he was the guy that we were talking about next year. He was going to be the guy who going into the season is top five, top ten, best player in the league. All these. He's a superstar. He's a real superstar. You can win with him as the best player on your roster. And after three games, that's it. We're not going to talk about Jimmy Butler anymore because he hasn't been just otherworldly. He's kind of reverted back to what he usually is which is still a really good player just not been crazy crazy man Jimmy Butler so now we're not talking about him anymore and by the way where is Jimmy like I I know that like I said he's reverted back to who he's been which is a really good player and he's been really good but this Miami team got to where they got they beat Milwaukee they had two comebacks in that series they had the comebacks against the Knicks they beat Boston with games from Jimmy Butler where you just look at him and say, Oh my God, he's Kawhi Leonard. Like he took over. Like different than anything we've seen. And he hasn't done that in a while. And I know at some point everything goes back. And at some point it's like, well, you can't expect him to do that. But wouldn't you want to see it again? Wouldn't you want to see a huge Jimmy Butler game at least one more time? Come on. Give me a game for Jimmy Butler at home performance. Even if they lose where he has 40-something points, where he's dominant, where he's taking over, where he's shooting the ball 25 times. Don't you want to see that from Jimmy Butler? I want to see it because I root for greatness and for such an incredible run that he's been on, even if they lose in five. If he has 40 points in the next two games and they lose in five, his run, his incredible run, this amazing finals run, that was all anyone was talking about for a month and a half straight will be remembered. But if he goes out with a whimper, the way he's played the last few finals games again, great player, but all of a sudden the conversation is just going to go back to, yeah, you just can't win a championship with him as your best player. As good as he is, as awesome as he can be at times, Jimmy Butler as your best player is not going to win you a championship. And the truth is that's probably true. But what he's done is beyond what anything anyone could have expected, and it's awesome when you have stories like that. It's so cool when you know you go from a guy who is a good player, is solid, is talented, to someone who all of a sudden people are talking about in that way. Um, and I just want to, you know, see him not just fade away because he's hurt or he's had a tough finals. It's almost like during that time when we were talking about him as a top 10 player, during that time when everyone was hyping him up, I was like, all right, we do this every year to someone this year. It's Jimmy Butler. Now I've turned on myself. I'm like, yeah, let's hype him up more (laughs) because I feel like what all of a sudden the same guy that we were talking about as Oh, is he potential MVP? Is he a top five player? All those things are going to go away. Because he's had a bad series and a half. And he's probably hurt, clearly. Um, So I do want him to go off. Now I'm rooting for Jimmy. I still think the Nuggets will win in five. Because of all the things I said. You know, the series hasn't been close so far. Even though it's only 2-1. And we'll see what adjustments Eric exposure makes. And we'll see if the role players can step up again. And we know they're going to hit a ton of threes. But none of that mattered. None of it mattered. They still lost by 15 in game three. And they did all those things. The the zone we talked about, and eh. them shooting and hitting a ton of threes, nope, that didn't work either. Not turning the ball ever and forcing turnovers, that didn't work. So what's going to work? What's going to turn this series around for Miami? I just don't see it turning around. And I've, again, been wrong a thousand times about this Miami team throughout this pro- postseason. And I'm willing to be wrong again because I just don't see it. In fact, on FanDuel right now, for the Nuggets to win the series in five, those are the best, meaning the worst odds. The best odds, whatever you want to look at them, they're minus 105 to win the series in five. So if you were to bet the final outcome of the series, Nuggets in five is the one that is the most likely to happen, according to uh, the sports books in Vegas as particularly particularly on FanDuel. You can't even get even odds uh, for Denver to win the next two games straight. There's some other NBA stories to talk about as we shift our focus towards the offseason. Um, it's going to be a fun off season, I think, as it always is. I talked I've ranked this before, but I'll do it again. Um, NBA trade deadline season, NBA off season, NBA regular season, and NBA playoffs. I'd say like the playoffs are maybe like third on that list, but trade season and, and off season are probably one and two. I'd say off season's the number one like The NBA is an awesome league, but the games are secondary to the drama. Like, the drama of the NBA and the storylines of the NBA is by far the bigger story when you think about the NBA. So, when you look at this offseason, you have this LeBron story now. Is he going to retire? Is he going to go to Dallas? You have Damian Lillard. Where's he going? He's talking. You have CP3 now. Like, there's a lot going on this offseason. And that's if Jalen Brown doesn't get moved. That's if James Harden doesn't get moved. If Joel Embiid doesn't get mad and ask out, who knows what's going to happen? And there's a new CBA on top of all of it. So it's going to be a fun off season in the NBA. But I want to talk about Dame because he came out with, uh, I guess it was a podcast. I don't even know. Everyone and their mom has a podcast. And easy for me to say as a podcaster. But, I mean, like, everyone has a podcast now. And some people, like, I, I, the other day, I was like, what did Paul George ever do in his career that he has, like, this podcast now? He's got this platform. And, yeah, he's an NBA player. He made it to the league. Congrats. But, like, he's not, like, a big media guy. He was never known to be, like, a media guy or talk a lot. And he doesn't have a championship or anything like that. So there's no, like, pedigree there that you'd want to hear from him. Um, but he has a podcast. I don't even know if this was on that podcast. But Damian Lillard was talking about how – um And by the way, you want to hear a great podcast? I'm not allowed to talk about it, but Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts did a podcast together uh, just to show you that those guys do have personality. It was really cool. Uh, So if I can't talk baseball, I could plug that. I was on Bleacher Report. So go listen to that. Um, But Damian Lillard came out and he's listing the teams that he, he wants to go to. And he's like, I have all my friends. I love the Brooklyn Nets. So many guys there. They have such good talent, blah, blah, blah. First of all, they'd have to give up a bunch of that to get you. And he didn't mention the Knicks. And so people in New York, Nets fans, the five of them, are like, ha ha ha, they, he, he wants to come to us, he doesn't want to go to the Knicks. Guys, here's the deal. <laughs> Damian Lillard is a great player, but he's an aging point guard, an aging small guard, who you're not going to put in a lineup next to Jalen Brunson anyway. It makes no sense for him to play for the Knicks. So you really want to trade half your roster? I'd much rather. If, I, if I'm if i a GM running a team, unless I'm the Sixers and I'm losing James Harden, or I don't know, there's just, I guess there's a few other options. But there are very few teams that it makes sense to bring in a guy, unless you really, really win now and you're a point guard away. Maybe you're even Boston who feels like, hey, we need a point guard to run the show for us. To make everyone feel involved. A CP3 type who we'll talk about in a second. Um, If you're one of those teams, okay, fine. Bring in Damian Lillard. He's extra shooting. He's an incredible player. But he's on the back nine. He's making a ton of money. He's going to cost a lot to get. And he's a small guard who's a little bit older. Might get hurt. Right? There's that risk. Who also if you already have another small guard like the Knicks do is a defensive liability. Damian Lillard has zero intentions of playing defense for the rest of his career. So why would the Knicks even want him? So all those fans who are, Oh, ha, 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 he, he said he wants to go to the nets. Doesn't want to go to the Knicks. Yeah, that's, um, I'm not concerned about that. Another guy. And I saw someone, <laughs> uh, Tommy beer put a post because we mentioned CP three, so the story came out this week that CP3 um, has been informed that he's going to be cut. Um, I I don't know if that's necessarily how it works. Like he, You don't always get informed. Yeah, you're going to be cut. Here's what's going to happen. So there's still a trade that they might work out. If they can't get a trade done, then yeah, they'll probably buy him out. And he doesn't make sense in that situation. I still think he works for a team like Boston. Yeah, Marcus Smart, what he brings in intangibles and stuff is great. But for a team that had zero cohesion like Boston, um, we talked about that like all year long, that it felt like guys were taking turns and all that stuff. So it makes sense to bring a guy like CP3. I don't hate it for them. Um, but this happens. It's the end of a career. So for people to be like, oh, let's get CP3. And what Tommy Beer posted was a banner, like a Photoshop of a banner hanging at Madison Square Garden that says, Thanks to Jalen Brunson, the Knicks are not in the CP3 rumors. And I say the same thing for Damian Lillard. I know there can never be too much shooting and he's a great player. But Chris Paul is on the back nine. He's really, he's shown signs of slowing down. He can't stay healthy at this point. He can't be relied on to last you till the playoffs. All that stuff is true about Chris Paul. And it's less true about Damian Lillard, probably. But Damian Lillard's going to be at that point sooner rather than later. It's just the facts. And that doesn't mean these guys aren't great players, but the storylines that are going to be talked about, this entire offseason surrounding those particular older guards and I know Chris is older than, than dame, but those particular older go- guards who are going to be available on the market for teams, and all of a sudden some team's going to post him with Photoshop of their jersey in him, of the jersey on him, and how great it is It's not he, these aren't the guys they were. The, it happens at the end of everyone's career. Where eventually you're just not that guy anymore. and it's tough, it's hard to watch, it sucks. And we'll talk in a second where, you know, I'm terrified that that might be the case with Aaron Rodgers, but we'll talk about why I feel that way. Other NBA news because the news cycle never stops in the NBA. Uh, we didn't talk about John Morant so much and the second offense, and I don't want to get involved in any of that stuff. I just think like you have to be smarter. How could he be so dumb? is the only thing I would say. At this point, if the NBA doesn't do something serious, then you're saying it's okay. Like, that's really the thing because he gave this whole apology, he gave this whole fake thing, and you're basically saying all that BS that he talked and all that stuff that was clearly lies and fake is okay if we don't do anything. And so, Adam Silver, classic NBA style, goes, I don't want to take attention away from the finals by announcing it. All that does is it took attention away from the finals because then everyone's going to talk about oh my God, this is going to be serious. If he's saying that he, that he thinks it's going to take attention away from the finals, then it must be really serious. So yeah, you're taking attention away from the finals. Naturally, Adam Silver by saying it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if John Moran got 25 games or maybe even half a season suspension from the NBA, who knows what they discover. But this is a guy who clearly, clearly needs to figure some stuff out and that's okay. Like everyone should just be trying to help him and, Instead, it's just turned into a drama and a story as the NBA always does. The first pick in that draft was Zion Williamson. And he's in a heap of hell because he doesn't play basketball games. And I heard a great line from Emma Roberts. He's impregnated more women than he's played NBA games, apparently. Um, Because all these women are coming out on social media. And I'm not going to get too into the details about how he told each one of them that they're his only one and whatever blah 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 and well surprise surprise a superstar uh nba athlete is not so loyal as a millionaire like i was shocked we talk about the gambling stories in the nfl which came out this week also some more gambling stories like aren't you shocked there aren't more 20 year old millionaires who are superstars and ultra famous guys Aren't, there, aren't you shocked there's not more of this? <laughs> like, I don't know why people are surprised anymore. But as I've said so many times with Zion, with Ja, RJ looking mighty fine in that draft. And as we head to the next not can't miss pick in the draft in Victor Wimbaniama, I, you know he's going to be great because he's going to San Antonio and he's going to a functional place. And like that draft was, well, there's two can't miss guys at the top zion and jaw and jaw's shown that when he's got his head screwed on he can be that guy in the nba um but when he's just messing around and doing stupid things and it's it's dumb it's hard to watch and with zion williamson also these are guys with talent who just seem poised to throw it all away and i'm not saying it's not difficult but i hope there's someone in their lives who can Go help them because these guys are talented. Meanwhile, R. J. Barrett had an awesome playoffs. He wasn't perfect in the regular season. He wasn't great at all. But um I I hope he continues to develop and at least he's a smart kid, has his head on his shoulders. Uh, at least we have that going for us. Um, let's talk football. I want to talk football. And there's one thing before we get into football talk. I miss this guy so much and I can't wait for football and hearing this uh clip that I'm about to play made me Think about him again. Listen. March 3rd, 1983. Uh, That day I was born, right? Now we take a closer look at that date. And that, in fact, was not yesterday. Okay, so um, uh, people that are on, people are rumored to be um tall short people that are rumored to be um you know that's you're not you're not gonna get this guy I'm here too okay um that is in fact not yesterday right I love that guy so much I love Mike McDaniel um I miss them I miss those press conferences he's actually on with part of my take I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet busy um grinding um but yeah i got to uh i just i saw that and it's just so funny espn like reacted to it dude the guy is just all time all time um but there's other news in the nfl because the reason he was talking about that what he was talking about was rumors that dalvin cook uh might be headed to miami and that's because dalvin cook is no longer with the minnesota vikings um which is big news he got released and somebody posted this also like it's so sad what's happened to the running back position i hope you slay elsewhere i hope he does well also but this is what happens running backs you run for five thousand yards 50, 50 touchdowns over the course of four seasons five seasons and then you're getting paid all this money and you get cut because you're 27 years old and running he wasn't he just wasn't as good last year and anyone who had him in fantasy, anyone who watched a lot of Minnesota Viking games knows that Dalvin Cook, I'm not saying he's washed. I'm not saying he can't be effective, but he's not the same guy he was. Running backs get run into the ground for a few years, and then that's it. And so all the people who, kind of similar to what we talked about with CP3 and with Zon- and with uh, Dame who are like, oh, Dalvin Cook and during the jersey swabs and like, oh, he's going to come to this team. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be great. I'm not so sure. And that's not to, uh, that's not taking anything away from what he's accomplished in his career. And that I, I'm sorry to say that. Like, it sucks. But Dalvin Cook is a really good player who's at the end of the line, at the end of the rope. And it happens to every athlete. It happens to everyone. And they get to that point. And I'm sure... A team can use him as a great second, third back. The Jets maybe till Brees Hall comes back. I wouldn't mind it. It, But there's a reason the team that knows him best in Minnesota decided to just let him go. And I know they have Madison. They have other guys who are coming up that they like. So I wouldn't be shocked if he went to Miami or Buffalo or a team like that. But I wouldn't expect to see the same Dalvin Cook we saw two years ago. I just don't... It's not that doesn't happen in the NFL where running backs take a major step back like he's like he's done, and all of a sudden are back on like oh he's back now he was really bad it was just an off year for him it goes quickly when it goes with running backs. Um, the other big story in the NFL this week was the Jets. So the Jets started training camp a week early, like earlier than every other team, and they're also starting their uh, training camp later in the season, like the main like when the season starts. A week earlier than every other team other than one because they have um the they're playing in the hall of fame game so they're starting their practices earlier to get ready for that game it's an extra preseason game so whereas most teams play three these days they're playing four so that being the case the jets decided to cancel the final week of voluntary workouts next week and that had jets fans and other people up in arms and look Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is the reason why they're canceling this. They don't want to look like Rodgers is leaving the team because everything Rodgers has done so far has looked so great, has looked so perfect in the media and all that stuff. He said all the right things. He's done all the right things, including saying, he said, "Um, what do you he say? He's like, yeah, uh, don't worry. They asked him about Zach Wilson. He's like, he's been awesome. He's not been giving me hell, which is funny because Zach Wilson said, I'm going to, whoever comes in here, I'm going to give him hell every day in practice. So. Roger's kind of taking a jab at Wilson, even though he's saying that he's helping him along and all that stuff. Um, And so this guy, he's never gone to training camp in the past. And now all of a sudden this year, he's going to training camp. and He's done all the right things. And he's connecting with his teammates. He's going to Broadway shows. He's talking about the history of the franchises here and how he wants to be a part of it. And he's out and about in the city and all that great stuff and saying all the right things. And one of the things I love that he said was like, I want everyone like they asked him about pressure and, and being a Super Bowl contender and what that means. And if there's pressure for him or if he feels like maybe they shouldn't have these expectations on him. And is it too like lofty of expectations? And he's like, what do you mean? Of course, it's Super Bowl or bust because I'm here. And I'm just teaching all the rest of the guys have to think that way because I'm here now. That's that's the expectation. There's no other expectation. I love that. I love that stuff. Like he truly believes it but he's going to go back to California where he's from and he's going to do his summer workouts like he's always done and that's not a negative thing and I think the Jets kind of looked at that and said well if that guy's not here maybe it's just better we don't start a controversy and we just shut the whole thing down because Rogers casually saying after two days after that came out that they're canceling that last week of practice that he's going to take the time to go to California to keep working out that didn't Surprised me, and that didn't seem like a coincidence to me. Um, I still think everyone else should be there. I still think they also kind of wanted to stop the comments and all the noise that's been around the Jets regarding Quentin Williams. They want to get that deal done. There's a deadline there, there's a pressure there. So, I think there's a bunch of reasons why they probably canceled it, but it's not the right move just because you have Aaron Rodgers and now you're saying that there are Super Bowl expectations. This is a team that has the longest current playoff drought. Of any team in the four major sports. Act like it. Act like you're desperate. All of a sudden you get one player and you're acting like you're this great special team. And it started to make me think because I watch a certain sports team in this town this week that I'm not allowed to talk about. And they play in Queens. And I watch what they did this week. And I watch that they brought in these hired guns. Also older players who they're paying a ton of money. And there's this owner who's really excited about it. And they're all excited that this team is different. This is not like past teams. And then sometimes none of that matters because the DNA overcomes everything. And the more things change, the more things stay the same. And it made me terribly nervous. And it made me terribly scared that with all the things, and I've talked about this in the past, and I've said this when Trevor Lawrence was coming out, that if if the Jets got Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence would get hurt or be awful. And now it feels the same way where something you expect the bad thing to happen because no matter what changes, things stay the same. the The jerseys are the same. The uniforms are the same. It's the same stink. It's the same DNA. And so you have Aaron Rodgers, and you have all this money, but it's the same old Jets. And I hope that's not what we're saying uh in two months from now when the season actually starts. I hope we're not. I really hope we're not. That's that's my football talking. And it's, there's going to be a lot of football talk this year. Talk this year. I hope it's not negative. All right. So here's the thing. Um. I want to talk about my day. I want to talk about my week. I think I'm going to hold off because I did all that that I wasn't expecting to do at the beginning of the podcast. So I have, my day on Wednesday was awesome. My day on Monday was awesome. I'm going to do more career talk as the podcast goes on. Um, I, like I said, I have a big week next week. Hopefully, Monday, we'll put another episode up as we usually do on Mondays. Until then, though, please like, subscribe, share it. That's how I, you know get more people and i continue to grow myself and i love when people reach out to me and everyone who's been reaching out please keep reaching out i appreciate it and i i want to help as much as i can if i can which is the very little i can um and until next time please like subscribe share uh have a great weekend y'all
1: you were the best nights of my life you got the light that always I miss the way that you move and the way I get high When you take me to your heights, like I'm standing in the sky I see your subway causing your old graffiti I breathe your air when I land in another city I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones Sidewalks burn and we pray for rain in July I want the Yankees 99 yeah, And the Knicks on a sold out night When the curtains close and the Broadway streets are alive, hey. I need your heartbeat close, don't you ever leave me And I breathe your air when I land in another city back. And I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones BK born and raised, I was God sent. I used to hit them shot so and prospect. Take them long walks, all my time's being just a kid with that empire, stay the mindset. Kick flipping off a blind deck, dipping from the New York City's finest. Yeah, said I've been up on my New York shit. Walking down the block with my New York bitch, I can never leave my city, ain't nothing like it. Even if I do though, I can never hide it. Type down on the west side when I'm driving, east side be the only side that I'm riding. I'm in